Welcome to City Shrinks, a zero filter podcast bringing the conversation about mental health into the 21st century. We are your hosts, Gina and Athena, two New York City therapists with over 30 years of experience. For today, we put down the notebook and pick up a mic and give you full access to real talk with real professionals. This is not your typical mental health podcast. Here, the goal is to keep it 100% real with you. We are City Shrinks. Hello, everybody. Welcome to the final episode. We made it. Final one. This is it. And we were having a hard time trying to figure out what we were going to talk about, right? Because it was the final one. I mean, we could do a recap of so many things. What did you say last time, too? We were going to mention a couple things that maybe we had forgotten. But, but, you know, email us, contact us on Instagram or wherever you can if you have any questions. Do we get questions? Do we have any questions? We had only questions from my clients that had asked them certain questions that they would like to ask therapists. Yeah. Like, what happens if you see your client in public? Oh, that's interesting. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I actually, we had that scenario in school when I was in school. And we talked about that for like a couple of weeks, I remember, in school. And it was all about boundaries and keeping their privacy, mm-hmm. um, but being respectful and friendly. And so just smiling and, you know, if they smile, if they wave, you know, if they come up to you, of course, <laughs> you know, how you doing? <laughs> but, yeah. you know, keep it brief. So we, we talked about that a lot. So right. it was no, I, I'm always ready. I always have that in my head. I don't know if they're, they're talking about that in school. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, they should. I think it's a, it's a good question because it's always like an awkward situation, girl. Listen, when you work in the city you live in, meaning, you know, when you work where you live and, you know, how many times I'm in the supermarket, right, in my little PJ, right, doing like an early morning run and I'm like, oh, shit, Right. Because I'm like, damn, I shouldn't. Because ultimately you can't you can come up to us and say whatever you want. We keep in mind we can see you, but we're not going to come up to you. Right. And that doesn't mean, you know, oh, you know, we're trying to. It's just that you could break your own confidentiality, but I can't break it. Right. So I've had plenty of situations where, let's say I'm eating somewhere and my my waitress or my waiter is, or I go to the club and they work there, right? And you don't know. I, I hate to I hate to say this what? because you know when you say something like this, then it, it always happens. But I rarely see really? my patients. Yeah, I, you know, I mean, first I go to some kind of strange places and I don't <laughs> hang out where I work. And I'm you know I'm kind of I like, mean the neighborhood, right? Like you work there and your supermarket's there. You know the the three but restaurants I don't, I are there. I go to you know yeah I go to a different whole different situation from where I you know, mm. used to be in office, right? And then so I don't hang out. So wow. I, I don't really see them. And then I always go to some place that you can't like really see. You know, if I'm gonna like eat out or something like that, I like I don't want to be seen Incognito. by anybody. Not a not, not a patient. Not a, yeah, I like to be like you know. Really, private. I don't mind it. I'm very it's... private. I'm very private. You, you know, are. Way. You are. Yeah. That might be the Asian. I don't mind it. It's actually. I've always like... been like that. I've always been like that. Really, I, like my I can see that yeah. though. I can see that. No, me, I don't mind it at all. I just tell them straight up. I'm like, okay, you said it, not me. Okay, that's but, what you know, I say. Again, you know, I've had them walk up to me if while it, you know when in office, I, I got to go out. At lunch, I got to walk right. down the street. I got to right, come back in, whatever. So I've had them, 
and some, you know, are lovely, right? That I haven't seen in years. Oh, Gina, you helped me so much and thank you. And, and it's just, you know, and I had a patient call me from 20 years ago, track me down. See, this is what happens when now the internet is like really alive and well. Think about 20 years ago. Okay, there was, it did ass. not exist. It did Boom. not exist. And so now they're calling me and saying, oh, I just wanted to, to thank you. And everything that you set up for me, mm. like totally changed my life. Right. And wow. I was like, wow, we, I'm, I'm so, and she sounded great. And she mm. says, I'm really great. But then she said, How, how's your family? How's your, how's your, <laughs> I was like, look, did I ever say I had a family? <laughs> did I ever, I didn't say anything. I said, everything is fine. Thank you for asking. You know, what are you going to say? She's contacted me. She went to a lot, a great lengths to leave me a message, call me back, send me an email. And uh, to contact me. So I said, okay, she wants hilarious. to just say hello. Just Did I say me. I had a family? I don't know. How do you know I, I have a family? That. What family? Uh, just not go there. Right. I think we talked about that with other clinicians too, right? And I think every clinician has their, you know, their varying degrees of, you know, comfort level with that. Obviously, there's, you know, some specific, you know, boundaries that you know, when we're training, we're, we're told, and then, you know, you go on this journey and there's these weird things that maybe didn't come up in school, right? And you're learning it for the first time and learning how to handle it, especially if you're young starting out. I feel like, you know, early but, clinicians but listen, make mistakes. Okay. Now you said a mouthful because... Why? Because there's the new mandate mm-hmm. in the state of New York mm-hmm. that says that therapists now must take a class we always had to take class. You didn't have to prove it. You're on, you know, the honor system. But now you must take it and you must prove it. And guess what that class is? Ethics. I hope you know. Boundaries. Mm-hmm. Boundaries. boundaries. So apparently it's not being taught in school. I mean, listen, first of all, I don't even think we had that word <laughs> per se. Because, you know, that's like a, everybody knows what boundaries are now. Right? Yes. But we didn't call it that. We, were, we called it ago, like rules. You know, and that that starts to get a little tricky, right? Because it's like there's nothing illegal about, you know, going up to your therapist in space. In, we used right, to call it space, right? Like right. take your space, you have your space, I have my space. It's of all course. about space. It's really I up, like that, but yeah. it's space, yeah. It's, it's really up to the clinician, every style. And another question um, we had is, do you find that as a therapist, you're always giving out free advice? And I was like, that's a hell no, <laughs> for me personally, I'm always, and you know, as soon as you say I'm a, you know, I used to lie. I never used to tell people I'm a therapist for a long time because that opens up a whole, and people start to feel weird in front of you. I'm talking about people you meet for the first time. I really avoid talking about that, you know? Well, when I was very young, I, now it backfired more than once, but, <laughs> uh-huh. it's, but it was all good because I needed the money. People would say that to me, ask me what I did and and then say, oh, and start talking to me about the problems and ask me. I said, listen, I'm not working unless I'm working. I said, so, you know, I'm not working. Uh, and they said, well, would, would you would you work if I gave you $100? And I said, okay. <laughs> well, no. <laughs> That's what I said. I was like, listen, okay. unless there's like an actual, you know. And what's the difference between, right? Because we have friends, right? We have friends and we have certain knowledge, right? And sometimes we offer it like on a friendship level, but sometimes people can't look past the fact that we're a therapist. I hate that. That is so common that I hear amongst therapists that everyone thinks because you're a therapist, right, that you're supposed to somehow, like you can't turn that off and just be a person, right? I've had people be like, oh, you know, 
you analyze me. Oh, can you read? Are you reading my mind right yeah, now? I'm like, who the fuck said me? I was a wizard? Okay, therapist is not wizardry. Okay, that's number one. But you know, people, you meet people for the first time and they have these assumptions of like what a therapist looks like, you know, or sometimes they're like, you, you're kind of young. How are you with therapy? You know, so it's like, I'm happy that therapists come in all different. I remember that when I was young. I yeah. Somebody, you know, I used to work at Sarah J. Hale High School in Brooklyn, which is closed mm-hmm. because of the violence. But, um, and they wouldn't let me in every day for work. Every day. They thought I was a student. And I tried to explain <laughs> to them, listen, I work here. And they just were like, you know, just, just show your ID. Mm-hmm. I was like, okay, I don't have an ID. Mm-hmm. So every single day, someone had to rescue me. It was, yeah, so I, I remember that. Yeah. Do you find that your friendships are, um, you know, that you can give un- non-therapy? I would say it's like, you want my therapist opinion or you want like your friend opinion? Well, you know, I don't have any friends. No, 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 no Gina, <laughs> yes, you do. Stop. Oh, I forgot. Privacy. No, Gina has no friends, no family. She lives in a cave. <laughs> well, you'll never find her. I don't think I don't think that I have. Um, I would say that most of my friends are therapists. Ah. Right. So I've just come to this place in my life, uh, you know, and I have maybe two or three that are not, um, and they don't ask me, you know, they don't ask me. <laughs> they, they don't they, want they, to know. They actually, they actually are, are more apt to like, um, well, they love stories. You know, everybody loves a good story, yes. but they're more apt to, they know I'm private and I'm private about my, my patient stories, but they're probably more apt to, to, um, ask me about me. Mm-hmm. Right, because they feel like, oh, you know, you talk to people all day, and so how are you, or what are you doing, or whatever. So, yeah. So no, I don't know. They're all they're all therapists, and so so it gets kind of like you know jumbled and mumbled, <laughs> and sometimes like the therapist friend will say, oh, I need to talk to you, mm-hmm. right? Or you'll say, oh, I need to talk to you, and you know what that means, right? We're just not going through things. We're like deep diving, <laughs> like what happened, what did they say, and what are you going to do, and here's what I think you should do, and how do you feel, how do you feel, <laughs> and how do you feel? <laughs> how do you feel? This, this is my one friend, he took me out, and uh, he said this whole day is about me checking in on you. <laughs> I love that, I love that. I mean, it's just lovely, wasn't that? You That's have to love like... those friends, right, the ones that are like, you know, sometimes, especially if I go out after work, you know, I'm a little quiet. You know, just a little, you know, I'm just having a nice dinner. Talked all day. You know, I talked all day. I don't really have much to say, whatever. And I love, you know, you always need those friends that are like, okay, I, I feel you, you know, like you're, you must be like, I'm like, yup, I just want to eat my food. Tell me, you know, tell me what you're telling me, et cetera. I have zero opinion. I have zero feedback. Yeah. Yeah. Please don't, please lower the expectation. Yeah. On this, lower on this the expectation. This is not going to be one of those nights. Right. And our partners too. Right. Except, you know, being uh, in a relationship with a therapist, et cetera. That's actually an interesting, um, maybe we can do something with that as well, because I get a lot of questions about that. Cause you know, everyone's curious for some reason when we sit in that chair, it's like, we're all mysterious and shit, but it's like, we have lives They're So I feel like all the questions I got were very like, you know, tell us your human, like, experience. And I'm like, all right. <laughs> but, you know, sometimes um, I, w- I will say to a patient, my schedule, mm-hmm. and your schedule is, is much broader than mine. Mm-hmm. So I'm only in for three days. And a patient said, you know, and the young ones will always say. And yeah. then you, gotta, you do have to answer them to they some like to degree. to connect, you know. But, you know, I also let them know, hey. But, you know, they'll say, so what do you do on Thursday and Friday? <laughs> And I said, practice what I preach. <laughs> Boom. 
And that's a true story. So you'll be seeing me. If you do see me, I'll be on my game. Trust. <laughs> so, yeah, those are the questions we got. We like those. We'll, we'll probably do something. All right. So listen, mm-hmm. so we, we, have, we wrapped up in May, we wrapped up Mental Health Awareness Month. Yes. And yes. so I had two things that I wanted to say about Mental Health Awareness Month. Number one, please, please, can you all start reading anything at all on psychology? <laughs> Now, they don't need to read. They have TikTok, you know. <laughs> and Google. I'll just Google it. No, I Googled that. No, I researched that. Oh, I know. But listen, you know what? This, this, the, the, the young people, they do understand that they, they love psychology because the classes were full. You take Psychology 101, you try and take Psychology 101 in any you know, mm-hmm. university, and it's a very difficult class to get in because everybody wants to know. So, but, you know, what happens to that? So, okay, mm. so you were 18, 19, 20 when you took that class. You have got to read. I think it's a great month to pull out some books. I have my favorite books here, Psychoanalysis by Charles Brenner. This is the book that changed my life. And uh, Coming Home to Passion by uh, Ruth Cohen. Coming Home to Passion. That's a good one, actually. Cohen? Yeah. Yeah. That's a good yeah. one. That's She's a fantastic. great one. Yeah, that was the, that's the couples. But really, it sort of takes you through, like couples therapy from you know from a to z that's what that does and i think that that to put it in less than 150 pages it's just genius right she's really nailed that and really put that in there so read something please please read something anything at all (laughs) about psychology so you can know your own mind if you don't know your own mind and how you think you don't know other people's minds and how they think and you don't know how the world works and what's going on and there's a lot of stuff that's like so backwards that could be so cleared up with you just simply reading. The other one is, is that it, this is a, this is a, a Z book. It's called <laughs> Attached. Oh, yes. A lot of my clients have heard that that one's pretty mainstream. Yeah. And like the love languages, super mainstream. You know, I had to explain to people things that I don't have to explain to them anymore because they already come. They're like, we know our attachment styles. We know our love languages. So I know people are reading, especially, you know, I think that the 30s, mid-20s, mid-30s is are definitely into reading. Um, I think a lot of people are getting their information from social media, which would be fine. However, you mm. know, if we bring it back to, to, let's say, basic school, whenever you do research, okay, research does not equal, I saw some reel on TikTok and Instagram, and now I have some good information. Okay, first of all. I AI'd it. Uh, so I AI'd I it or whatever. The bottom line is with any research, there's such thing as sources, okay? And unless you check those sources out and the sources sources out. Exactly. You, you know, people are talking about things that came out in like 1940-something, because I'm checking. Whatever I read, I'm like, okay, what's the source? Okay, I need to check the source of source and the source I, of source. I, I tend People to, are not going to do that. Yeah, I tend to read like real research papers. Yeah, I, I love, I, like, I don't like, I like doing medical, that, I like reading it. Yes. I like medical textbooks. But people so are not way. doing that. So I think that social media is good for snippets. I get what you know that like it's like the abstract on a research paper, you know, like that's what they're doing, right? They take a little reel. Or how about know. just being an expert? How about being like a real licensed professional? What's with everybody that says <gasps> I'm an expert or I have an opinion is now anybody an can say that. A coach. I'm a coach. I, I, you know, I'm just I turned into a coach, so now I'm gonna. I mean, I don't know what is that about. 
because that's that's the problem. You're you're you're, you're taking this and you're you know expanding on something that is not necessarily factual in the truth, and maybe it doesn't even give you the full point of view. Mm-hmm. Right? It's not going to give you. You have to learn to have your mind be so broad and open that you're looking at many different aspects of it, and that's part of of this psychology profession. So my other thing was, and then you can tell me what you've been doing and thinking about for the month. My, my other thing was, um, you know, we all get uh, information from people around us, from nature, from our bodies, and rarely do we listen. Rarely do we listen. I have patients who say, oh, well, you know, I was suffering from it, or I had a bad feeling in my stomach, or I had a headache, and I've been doing it. Okay, well, what's that telling you? What is going on? When, when do you get a headache? Oh, you know, when... Um, you know, when I'm drinking too much or when I'm, when I'm not, when I'm supposed to be, I'm lying or when I'm, okay, how about you just learn to listen to it? Mm. If you get more than one or two, certainly two signals about something, how about just listening? How about saying, you know what, let me reflect on that. Maybe this is not working. Maybe I need to do something different. Let me figure out where this is coming from. No, what happens in America? We just brush over and keep it moving. I mean, listen, it's very noisy. There's a lot of movement. And so I think that a lot of the feedback I get, let's say if I suggest meditation, I mean, you have people that are like in pain sitting still, in pain, literally uncomfortable to just be in their own mind without anything on the outside. Right. And, And, you know, you have to think about, you know, how we've become desensitized to our own intuition, Right, that's because, the experiment where right. the, you would rather get shocked, right? The the, the percentage of the pe- most people would rather get shocked. Americans rather get shocked than sit quietly. That was the experiment. Would you like to sit quietly or would you like to get shocked? That, that's legit research. Y'all could look it up. Yes. Source checked, etc. Um, yeah. So and and it's also I'd like to do a whole um, episode on really interesting research. Right. Like I use a lot of research in my obviously I simplify it because not everyone's going to, you know, take in the information the way we do. But, you know, marshmallow tests love that. Right. They took like a huge sample of children and they divided them up into groups based on they basically asked the children, you know, you can have one marshmallow now or you can wait two hours and get two. And there were groups of children that were like, just give me the one now. And then there were another group of children that were like, oh, I'll wait and get two. And then they follow those children. Yes. And then it com- they come to find out that the children that were willing to wait and get two were more successful in of their course. life. Of right. course. For us, of course. And then I share that with my clients. And they're like, and I'm like, how many marshmallows do you want? Right? Are you a taken out marshmallow or are you a wait? And they really that understand impulse. That. A lot yeah. of impulse. Con- There's uh, such inability. great research that is not reaching, right? It's not, maybe it's not mainstream enough. Maybe it's not like TikTok friendly enough, but y'all don't understand the amount of information that will blow your minds if you just look for it. And you check your sources, please, for the love of God. Yes. <laughs> check your sources, okay? But, you know, there's still the library. There's still bookstores. Oh, Jane, I know there's still, I love there's, oh You know, God. listen to, I have a whole sect of, of uh, male patients that love those audiobooks. Nothing oh, yes, wrong with a good audio book. There's oh. no excuse, really. You that's know? What, that's my point. Yeah, audio books. Yeah, we didn't have that back in, oh, my God, I love the library. You know, you told me library and I could smell it. I was like the kid that instead of going to the park, I wanted to go to the library. Oh, my goodness. And <laughs> that, that's it. what you, you, you used to do, right? You take, yes. the, take the kids to the library. Everybody has to go to the library. Nobody. And now? Now. Yeah. Right. You have to, like, make 
art classes and shit and put it in the library to get a kid to even step foot in one. Well, because first of all, they don't, a lot of them have shut down. Right. And then they're smaller. Right. And they don't really have a lot of books anymore. And online. Right. Everything's online. Right. You don't really need to. But again, it's just, I think we're talking about, it's not part of our culture anymore. Right. Just reading. And yes, the, I, you know, the eBooks and whatnot are good, but there's nothing like a paper in front of you pages holding that book in your hand but everyone's different but i do feel that you know because the ebook is connected to your phone you get a notification here a notification there you could switch back and hey, forth. just get it done get it done just at the end of the day but you know we do we do want to emphasize do your own research as well you know yeah mm-hmm. but you have any any thoughts on the whole mental health you know what i i, I want to say this too mm-hmm. tell me what you think of this again and this kind of doubles back to us wrapping up our whole season about I'm still seeing on television, it's time to talk about it. It's right. time to talk about mental health. And I'm like, what the hell? It's stigmatized. It's stigmatized. Who's saying that? The therapists are not saying that. We're full. So it can't yeah. be but so stigmatized. Mm. And we're not just full here. I, I said to a patient, oh, try another state. Try, you know, go to Iowa. Try it because we can now, full. right? Because you're on full, full. Oh, what about, uh, you know, uh, Kansas? Full. What about, so what, what's with the stigma? Right. That's not the problem. No. And even if that's true, that's not the problem. The problem is, is that you don't know what it looks like and you don't know what to do about it. Right. Yeah. And imagine, you know, the listeners that listen to this and they're like, wait, shit, maybe I have anxiety and depression. They're all looking for therapists now. Right. Because at the end, they know what, you know, what to look for. They know that it's okay, Right. To do your shopping when it comes to therapists. Right. And I think, you know, for our whole series, that's what that's what we're trying to emphasize. Okay, this is what you look for within yourself and within the industry. Right. Just in a very real way. Right. A, B, C, D, period. Right. If you want to do it by yourself and you want to try, that's fine. A, B, C, do those. If you can't do those, then you need some help. If you need some help, you look for this. And, and you can you can you it, it's going to take you a while. Sure. And it's certainly going to take you a while to find a good therapist, but it'll be worth it. And don't give up and read my book. No, the plug. Anxiety yes. Curing the New Normal. So right, that I have attached to holding groups. Mm-hmm. And the f- first, if you sign up on my mailing list, you get the, the uh, anxiety introduction group free. We'll be doing that online. Yeah, so it, it's, a, it's a huge start. We'll see where you can get with that. And I, and I have a feeling that it can be transformative because it's just my system. It's my system for getting rid of anxiety for good. I just put it on paper. So it's, it's where you can find your books and I'm gonna do a. I'm gonna do it on um, audiobook. Why not? Yeah, for the audio. Yeah, so that's mm-hmm. really that's really be amazing to do that on audiobook. Yeah, and I'm really excited for season two. We are going to add more features, right? We're gonna get some video on. We're gonna get some more guests. Okay, we have a lot of hot topics. This was really our series to do a good introduction, right? Because anxiety and depression is going to really be the root of, you know, all these, we were just talking about this earlier, about all these words, right? Imposter syndrome, gaslighting, right? All these, all these terms that are basically, if you funnel them down into its simplest form. So, you know, these are all funneling into, you know, anxiety or depression. So we really wanted to start this series with those fundamentals, because that is our language. We're going to refer back and y'all are going to know exactly, you know, what point we're referencing 
referencing too as we expand on more specific topics that you want to hear, you know, that we that maybe are topics amongst clinicians, uh, things that we're trying to figure out too, right? As the world changes, you know, as therapists, we're always learning, we're always growing. You can't just know what you know and be a good therapist. We're constantly continuing our education. So send in your questions, send in your comments, you know, really help us um, give you what you need for season two. I hope we were some help and uh, I would love to, to, to the, hear the feedback. I've got some feedback from a few of my patients. Okay. Um, so yeah, all, you know, all positive, but you know, let's hear some more. We're, we're open to it and uh, we'll see you next season. We'll see you next season. Thank you for listening to City Shrinks. Stay tuned for future episodes where we answer your questions, hear your challenges, and hold everybody accountable. Be sure to rate, review, and follow us on Instagram at City Shrinks.